Good morning, Graceway. Today is Monday, November the 18th, and this is Tui. And Enoch. From the Morning Bible Study Teaching Team. Today we'll be reading chapter 14, verses 66 to 72. After Jesus' arrest and trial, Peter is asked about his relationship to Jesus. If you want to follow along, we'll be reading from the NRSV. I'll be reading Peter's dialogue. And I'll be reading everything else. Let's begin. Mark chapter 14, verses 66 to 72. While Peter was below in the courtyard, one of the servant girls of the high priest came by. When she saw Peter warming himself, she stared at him and said, You also were with Jesus, the man from Nazareth? But he denied it, saying, I do not know or understand what you are talking about. And he went out into the forecourt. Then the cock crowed. And the servant girl, on seeing him, began again to say to the bystanders, This man is one of them. But again he denied it. Then, after a little while, the bystanders again said to Peter, Certainly you are one of them, for you are a Galilean. But he began to curse, and he swore an oath. I do not know this man you are talking about. At that moment, the cock crowed for the second time. Then Peter remembered that Jesus had said to him, Before the cock crows twice, you will deny me three times. And he broke down and wept. Yeah, so I think it's important to keep in mind where we are in the story. Here's Peter denying Jesus, but it follows right after he witnesses Jesus' trial before the Jewish authorities and its despairing conclusion. Um, imagine that you've left everything to follow the one you've become convinced is the Messiah. You've come to Jerusalem to declare him king. I mean, yeah, I mean, right, there was the triumphal entry into the city. You know, Jesus is fulfilling prophecies. Jesus has cleansed the temple. He's you know, beating all the scribes at their own game. Yeah, and all this to show that he's the real deal. And yet, all of a sudden, he's arrested in the night, put through a show trial, condemned, and then mocked and abused. He's being spat at, blindfolded, and beaten with fists, slapped in the face, asked mockingly to prophesy. Everyone else is gone, and here is Peter, the last of his followers, sneaking into the courtyard to see what would happen. Can't imagine this is what he thought would happen at all. Yeah, I mean, for sure. I mean, only a few hours before, he had just vowed that even if everyone else deserted Jesus, he would not, and that he was willing even to die with Jesus if need be. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, even though all become deserters, I will not. You know, or even though I must die with you, I will not deny you. I mean, these are his words. Right. Um, yeah, and that's what all of them said, too. But here we are, and there's only Peter left. So in kind of like a weird way, he's fulfilled the first part of his vow, right? I mean, even though everyone else has deserted Jesus, Peter's still hanging around, though it's kind of a sneaking around. Mm-hmm. And then here's his chance to fulfill the second part, I mean, right? To not deny Jesus, even if it could cost him his life. Right. And all of a sudden, we have a servant girl of the high priest accusing him of being one of Jesus' followers. And Peter's response is a little bit surprising, given that this is a servant girl as opposed to maybe a person of authority. Um, and in that moment, he kind of crumbles. I guess if you contrast this with Jesus... 
um, who, um, when he was in front of the high priest and all the most important and powerful leaders of the Jews, uh, and they were like throwing the kitchen sink at him, trying to see if there was anything they could get to stick to take him down, Jesus just answered with silence. He didn't say anything. He just took it all in silently. And here's Peter. Um, he's in front of a servant girl. I mean, like the bottom rung of the ladder. And she makes one little accusation. And Peter is up in arms, trying his hardest to deny that he has anything to do with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he keeps switching locations, but she keeps following him and telling everyone around her to the extent that even they begin to get suspicious. And Peter just keeps escalating his denials to the point where he is cursing and swearing to avoid getting caught and having to share Jesus' fate. And like, what happened? Right? I mean, right. what happened to all that bravado? Where did the resolve go? I mean, like, Jesus goes, uh, Peter goes from being willing to die for Jesus to not even being willing to be associated with him. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's hard for us to know exactly what went through Peter's mind. Maybe it tells us something about, I guess, the seriousness of what Jesus had been accused and convicted of. Jesus just made this absolutely crazy confession of his divinity, taking the forbidden divine name as his very own. I am that I am. And Jesus has basically been proclaiming this with his actions all throughout Mark. And the disciples had every reason to understand who he was. But maybe here Peter still just didn't get it. Because at the end of the day, I mean, if you really believed something, would, why would you deny it? I mean, maybe, maybe he really did believe it, but Jesus just wasn't the kind of Messiah he had expected. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, like God's supposed to show up as his heavenly host and lift up his, lift up his chosen one, lest he strike his feet against a stone. I mean, you know, like one was supposed to put into flight a thousand, you know, sun, moon, and stars were supposed to fight on a chosen one's side. You know, and Peter's ready to die as a member of that army. Yeah, you know, I really don't doubt that he was ready to suffer and die on Jesus' behalf. But maybe he just didn't understand the kind of suffering and death that Jesus was asking him to undergo. Mm. I mean, you know, like maybe he had a glorious death in mind. But you know, here he sees Jesus being mocked and spit upon and treated with absolute contempt. You know, was he willing to die that way? I mean, he, you know, being found sneaking around by a servant girl. It's probably not very high on his list of ways to go. Yeah. Yeah, and then the cock crows, and when it does, it reminds Peter that Jesus had predicted his denial. I mean, I feel for Peter. I don't know how anyone would recover from a moment like that. Um, I would just fall into depression, want to go hide somewhere. I mean, Mark does say he breaks down and weeps. Yeah, I mean, because he knows he failed. He knows he let down Jesus. Yeah, but what's amazing about the story, right, is, you know, it doesn't end here. Um, in the last chapter of Mark, when the women come to find the empty tomb, you know, the angels tell them to tell the disciples and Peter that Jesus has risen and gone ahead of them to Galilee. I mean, you know, they, they don't, you know, maybe Peter's thinking, you know, I'm not one of the disciples anymore. Like, yeah, I'm not worthy to follow. But the angels basically basically specifically said that Jesus wants Peter too, right? Mm-hmm. You know, Peter's the only one of all the disciples whose name is singled out. Yeah. I mean, so if, you know, Peter's let Jesus down, Jesus hasn't given up on him yet. Yeah, I mean, that's absolutely beautiful. I mean, just um, makes me want to break down and weep. 
Yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not even like this episode goes away. I mean, Peter and, I mean, not just Peter, no one, you know, everyone's gonna remember that this happened, right? That at the moment when it mattered the most, not only did Peter not have the courage to go through with it with Jesus, but he even like swears that he had never even known him. I mean, like, you know, if it, if it was like great that Peter stuck around when everyone else just fled for a little while, like this is just like makes it worse. Mm. Right? I mean, none of the others sort of openly are swearing to God mm-hmm. that they didn't know Jesus. Yeah. Um, I mean, for Jesus to have hope for Peter after that, I mean, that's got to change a person forever. Yeah, and it does. Because, I mean, this Peter is the rock on which the church is built. And um, from being ashamed in front of the high priest's servant girl, he ends up in the book of Acts being the one who boldly addresses the rulers and elders and is known as the rock of the church. Yeah, and in the end, right, he, he does end up following Jesus to death, you know, being crucified in Rome for proclaiming the gospel. I mean, church tradition says that he was requested to be crucified upside down. Right, because he didn't think he was worthy to die the same way Jesus had. I mean, so even to the end of his life, yeah, he's thinking about that moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so then I guess here's the question. Um, what does it mean to be loyal to Jesus? Hmm. I guess Peter probably conceived it in a very particular way in his head. Um, but he was ready to suffer and die for Jesus in that way. But when the time came... He failed. And so, um, I mean, like, are we like Peter? What ways are we willing to suffer? Um, I mean, I think we're willing to give up a lot for our kids, for our work, for, like, our friends and family. Um, But what does it look like to actually die with Christ? And are we ready for that? Hmm. So... That's it for today. This is Tohi and Enoch signing out.